Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we closed last week's broadcast, we were looking at what the parrots say are the husband's three most basic needs in marriage. Specifically, we were looking at number three. He needs shared activity. Unless you learn to play a duet in the same key, to the same rhythm, a slow process of disengagement will wedge you apart. First secretly, psychologically, and then openly and miserably. One of the great gaps between husbands and wives is in their notions of emotional intimacy. For most women, intimacy means sharing secrets, talking things over, cuddling, and so on. But a man builds intimacy differently. He connects by doing things together. Working in the garden or going to a movie with his wife gives him a feeling of closeness. Husbands place surprising importance on having their wives as recreational companions. The commercial caricature of men out in the wilderness, cold beer in hand saying, it doesn't get any better than this, is false. It can get a lot better than that when a wife joins her husband in a shared activity that he enjoys. Leslie Parrott continues, Les came home from a speaking engagement in Lake Tahoe. Before he left, he was excited because he was going to fly in a day early and do some skiing on his own. I was happy for him. He loves to ski, and ski fast, and when we go together, I always feel like I am slowing him down. But when he came home from his trip, I was shocked by his report. Well, the powder was great, and the weather was perfect, but it's just not the same as skiing with you. Wow! All the time, I thought I was a tag-along, and it turns out that he doesn't really enjoy it without me. Now, I've counseled enough women to know that you might be saying, what do you do if your activities have little in common? The answer? Cultivate your spheres of interest. Don't allow you and your partner to drift apart because you can't find something enjoyable to do together. I have seen too many marriages fizzle because a wife didn't use her creative energies to build enjoyable moments of fun and relaxation with her husband. Make a careful list of recreational interests your husband enjoys. Here are a few to get you started. Antique collecting, any and all sports, camping, canoeing, table games, puzzles, cooking, dancing, hiking, horseback riding, jogging, movie-going, ice-skating, sailing, listening to music, swimming, traveling, walking, woodworking, and so on. Your list should be as long as possible. Next, circle those activities that you might find somewhat pleasurable. You can probably find a good half-dozen activities that you can enjoy with your husband. Your next task is to schedule these activities into your recreational time together. If you learn to meet your husband's need for recreational companionship, you will discover that you are not only husband and wife, but best friends too. 
Now, we've only scratched the surface on the many differences between men and women and how they process life. One of the best teachings I have seen on this topic is Mark Gunger's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. I've taught this material several times. You can also find several video excerpts from this study on YouTube. Mark also has a book by the same title, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. He is insightful and humorous in his presentation. Now let's shift gears and begin addressing the following question. Do you know how to fight a good fight? William Shakespeare said, The course of true love never did run smooth. And most of us who have been married very long can say, Amen. Let's face it. Misunderstanding is a natural part of marriage. No matter how deeply a man and woman love each other, they will eventually have conflict, those moments that I call heated fellowship. It is simply unrealistic to expect that both people will always want the same thing at the same time. Conflict in marriage is inevitable. If you aren't married yet, this may not make a lot of sense to you, but trust me, it will. 37% of newlyweds admit to being more critical of their mates after being married, and 30% report an increase in arguments. Dressed out, dual-career couples today have more to negotiate than ever, and the potential for conflict is at every turn. But for couples who know how to work it out, conflict can actually lead to a deepening sense of intimacy. The trick is knowing how to argue. The parents tell us that knowing how to fight fair is critical to your survival as a happy couple. Love itself is not enough to sustain a relationship in the jungle of modern life. Being in love is, in fact, a very poor indicator of which couples will stay married. Research shows that far more important to the survival of a marriage is how well couples handle disagreements. Many couples don't know how to handle conflict. Some mistake calmness and quiet for marital harmony and go out of their way to smooth over differences without really resolving them. Others have watched their parents explode at each other, learn the wrong ways of fighting, and their arguments quickly degenerate into insults and abuse. We're going to look at how to fight fair and reduce your toxic quarrel quotient. We'll start by looking at the common issues that trip up couples. Then we'll highlight the four lethal conflict styles you should stay clear of. Next, we'll look at why fighting can be good for your marriage. And finally, we'll look at what the parrots consider to be the rules for fighting a good fight. Got your boxing gloves on? Well, let's get going. So, what are the thorny issues that cause couples to battle with each other? Money? Sex? In-laws? Well, not always. It generally takes very little for the fur to fly in most marriages. It's the minor, almost embarrassing problems that tear at the fabric of a marriage. The fact that most conflicts erupt over relatively minor issues, however, doesn't diminish the major ones. According to the parrots, it seems there is a universal red alert that sounds in every marriage when certain topics are brought up. 
Both happy and unhappy couples struggle with the same topics, although the struggles differ greatly in intensity and frequency. When it comes to the big issue list, research shows that money outranks all other topics as the number one area of conflict among married couples. Why? Because couples often have differing money styles, one being a saver and the other a spender. Some bring financial debt into the relationship. All carry some kind of financial fear. And couples are constantly faced with financial decisions that cause them to ask, whose money is it? You might be surprised to know that money fights are not a function of how much money couples have or don't have. Couples fight about money no matter what their income is. Some couples argue over whether to go to Barbados or Europe for their vacation. Other couples fight on whether they can afford a vacation at all. Higher incomes can reduce stress, but they don't stop the fighting. Most couples, regardless of income, have conflicting spending and saving styles. One will be the big spender. The other will be the penny pincher. According to the parrots, talking openly about money matters is probably the most difficult problem you and your spouse will resolve. In fact, a recent survey of more than 1,000 married adults found that 32% of them said money was the most important issue for couples to discuss prior to getting married. As a certified Dave Ramsey counselor, I've seen some very interesting relationship dynamics as it relates to money. And I think there's another element that needs to be taken into consideration. Many times, money issues are blamed for relationship problems when money really isn't the underlying issue. However, whenever money problems are being encountered, they raise the tension level in the relationship. And when the tension level is raised, it magnifies any and all the other issues the couple is experiencing. Thus, the money problems might not be great, but they intensify the underlying relational issues. And since most couples aren't aware of or don't acknowledge the relationship issues, they blame money problems. If you're having trouble seeing eye-to-eye -eye on finances, I highly recommend you enroll in Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University classes. There are many locations throughout the Treasure Valley that host these classes, including my home church, Cloverdale Church of God. I want to talk now about four destructive patterns that couples take when they don't know how to have a good fight. As I do that, I want to introduce you to Dr. John Gottman and what the BBC calls the Love Lab. Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Gottman, set up a studio apartment on the University of Washington Medical School campus. This idyllic location on the Lake Washington Ship Canal is actually a psychology laboratory where couples come and spend a weekend being observed and monitored as they interact. Over 3,000 couples have done this. Beneath their casual clothes, there are monitors taped to their skin recording their heart rates. A different gadget measures their perspiration and galvanic skin response. Their every movement, facial expression, and conversation is videotaped by three wall-mounted cameras 
and watched by observers hidden behind one-way glass. The only areas not being watched by cameras or observers are the bathroom and the bedroom. Well, our time is gone for today. And as I close, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible-believing and teaching churches here in the Treasure Valley. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you visit us. Our services at Cloverdale Church of God are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And we're located at 3755 South Cloverdale Road. That's between Victory and Amity. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.